Are you looking for that five-star grooming? Oasis Grooming Barber and Beauty Spa is the place to go in North Mississippi. Chris and his staff will get you that fade, trim, or even that hair art you've been looking for. Located at 2662 Highway 51 South in Hernando, or be on the lookout for the new location going up in Silo Square. So join the OG lifestyle today and tell them the In Off The Bench sent you. For the end off the bench podcast i am daniel ball and i'm joined as always by my co-host my partner in crime my brother from another mother jim cross jim tonight is episode 24 titled left side dominance because we're bringing on old miss freshman pitcher hunter elliott he's going to talk to us about his story and he's going to prep us for the long-awaited debut of him and the old miss rebels baseball team going to be exciting i'm ready for it man so let's jump right into it help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview and podcasting this week our man old miss freshman pitcher hunter elliott <laughs> hunter my man what's going on how we doing tonight doing great how's it going Man, we are good, and as I always say, we're very blessed. We're lucky to get to talk to athletes, and you're one of the many that, you know, we have the privilege and, and honor to talk to, man. I'm glad you come on, but before we get started, man, I, nobody can see this, so I have to visually, or I have to explain the visual to everybody that's listening. You have some hair. It's flowing. Like, it's a nice, fine piece of neck curtain that you got hanging from the back of your head bro is that where the velo comes from uh, I, I like to say it does for sure um it probably doesn't help much but i feel like whenever i, I have it i have a little more swagger and a little bit more confidence up there for sure yeah that's your thing man i mean if, yeah. if you if, if you got rid of it would you feel like a little piece of you was missing or would it be more of everyone else would feel like a piece of you is missing. I think it would be both. I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel without it. I, I've had it for so long. It would, I feel like it, I don't even know. I, I would feel almost naked without it. I feel like. And I, I can only imagine because I feel like you've been growing that thing. You got to have been growing that for a little bit now, right? Uh, about since the beginning of high school, at least uh, cut it every, every, five or six months or so 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 we're, nope. we're gonna we're gonna interview you and we're gonna go back and we're gonna talk as far as progression of hair so let's go back to when you didn't have any hair as a little as a, li a little guy talk to okay. me where, where are you from is it a big city small city give us give us the details man not a big city uh tupelo mm, maybe big for mississippi but i wouldn't consider it big uh just Grew up in a one of four kids, uh, very competitive household. Um, everything we did, we competed in, and uh, so yeah. All right, so let's let's go back to that now. One of four. Are you the oldest, the youngest, one of the middle? Where you where do you fall? I'm the youngest. I'm the one that was always beat up. Oh man, man, that's that's why you have the long hair. That's it, man. You had to have something that was that was yours and only yours because right, yeah, you had to have something. So everybody else got one over on you as you grew up, and you said, "Man, I'm tired of this. I'm gonna grow my hair out and be me." Right, me, me and my brother both. We we both have long hair, so I guess that I guess he he contributed to it a little bit too. I was like, "Man, that, that's cool. I like that." So I was like, "My yeah, my question would be, are they big like you? Because they couldn't have pounded on you for too long." Ah, uh, my, my brother's pretty big. Uh, and my older or my younger sister, uh, she, she beat up on me for a while. Now, now my older sister, yeah, she didn't, she didn't have it very long. So whenever I wanted to pick on somebody, she was it. So 
with that growing up you say it's very competitive was it always baseball or was it different sports uh it, it really didn't matter i mean i tell everybody like we were so competitive man we would we would race to the car and like whoever got there first we, we won so it just just about winning and just about bragging rights i guess i mean jumping on the trampoline swimming in the pool playing basketball whatever we did we competed so Jim, this guy is 6'3", 190. I mean, it's like, he's like a prize fighter, dude. He's big, long, like, I, I can only imagine, like, as you got older, like, the, the beatings slowly came to a screeching halt, right? They had to, right? They did, yeah, they did, for sure. Uh it, I don't know, probably maybe 13, 14, but I mean, it, it was, it was a while where I, I got beat up pretty good. Well, I mean, there, there's something that I was a young, younger sibling and I got beat up a lot too. So it, it's, there's something to be said for, for taking your lumps because it, it makes you a better person. It makes you stronger. Um, and you, you're able to overcome. So, you know, we, we see that you, you put yourself in a really good position now. You've overcome a lot as far as growing up and the competitive part of it. Right. Um, but outside of the, the family life, were there any other influences? Were there any other favorite athletes where you were trying to mimic your style after? Uh, not really. Always growing up, I was a, a chipper fan. So... I mean, I, I haven't really modeled much of my game after him, but he was probably my – him and Albert Pujols were my favorite players, and uh, I really just liked the way they did everything. Yeah, I heard of those guys. They, they, were, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty good. Not bad Man, at all. Daniel, it's tragic. You know, Randy's not here, and he says Chipper. Our other host is like a Chipper clone. I'm not even kidding. Chipper, really? Jones, Chipper Jones fan and a Cardinals fan, so like huh. – you hit you hit both but yeah that's um, interesting that, that's he's actually why I, uh, my favorite number is 10 is because uh chipper my, me and my dad really like him hey there's there's on the field man there's not a better guy that to want to model your game after and want to mimic because that dude could do it all switch hit and right yeah could flat out play but you know talking about you know hitting from both sides you you are a position player as well as a pitcher um, prior to getting, you know, this, this next spot at Ole Miss, but what was it? Was it, were you always a position player or were you always a pitcher or were you both growing up? And, and how do you transition from being a guy who's dropping bombs and throwing, <laughs> dealing on the mound to now you've got to make a choice. Right. Uh, I was always both really. I never, up until probably last year, I really never became a primary, just just pitcher for the most part. But um, uh, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be a, a different transition for, for sure without hitting in it. But uh, I think I'll like it. I think I'll be able to work on my pitching more and fine tune stuff a little more. So that'll be nice. You, you had to have been the best player on the team, right? With all the tools that you had, like you got <laughs> every team growing up, you, you had to have been, right? I don't know. Man. We had, we had a lot. I was on a lot of good teams growing up. All right. So who did you play for? Um, let's see. I played for an Arkansas express team that was, was pretty good. We had, yeah, yeah that 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 makes sense that the tupelo kid is playing in arkansas yeah well I, I just couldn't find a team around here that that i like that much and then i played for i'm surprised you didn't go to desoto central it <laughs> seems like a desoto central thing to do oh i know as he said there wasn't teams that he liked and ed easily listens to our podcast he might take that uh personally <laughs> easily wasn't even easily wasn't around then he wasn't i don't he, he wasn't he didn't even have a an organization or anything, but well, give me, uh, then, then give me high school. So uh, I, I love them, loved all the coaches, loved everybody in that organization. So then give me the, the, the travel team that you felt like you got the most exposure and the most development from. 
I would say the, the Louisiana Knights. I started with them in uh, summer of ninth grade may, or fall or summer of ninth grade. And I've played with them ever since. And my travel coach was Chad Rayleigh. And uh, I love that dude. He did. He did wonders for me. So you're you're playing travel ball in Louisiana and Arkansas, but you're going to what high school? Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo. Um, and with that, tell me about the program at Tupelo for, for those of those like me. I, I, I'm, I'm learning. Tell me about right. Tupelo High School. What was it? You know, competitive, big school, small school? What, what yeah, did they have a, working there? It's a really big, I think it's the biggest school in Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, but it's, it's really big, uh, known for really good baseball tradition. I actually moved there in ninth grade uh, just to get ton of competitiveness and uh get challenged to earn my spot on the field and things like that so it's a, it's a really big high school with really good baseball tradition and they got a really good coach there now all right so you said you moved there um where were you prior where were you living prior uh i did, i wasn't living anywhere i went to a kind of like a county school saltillo mississippi probably never heard of it um but I went there and I don't know, I just didn't feel like there was super competitiveness that I needed and just the drive to really get better to earn a spot on the field. So you, you go to Tupelo and was there, was baseball always the number one driving force or was academics a big, big part of um, maybe mom and dad pushing, pushing you hard or, maybe the coaches are pushing you hard academically or was it strictly, you know, you just did your classes, you know, you put forth a little bit of effort, but when it came to school, it was solely because you were trying to get on that baseball field. No, definitely. Uh, my parents have always been huge on academics uh, growing up forever. That's all I've, all I've heard is academics first. And then baseball is like a, like a, incentive really for doing good academically and things like that so I've always been held to a really high standard uh academically and Tupelo is really good academically as well so with that you know I, I just look at your size and I think man this this kid could could play basketball football baseball a number of different sports so was there other sports in high school that you played or was baseball the, the only one Growing up, uh, I played basketball and football until ninth grade. And then uh, I just, I solely focused on baseball and knew that's where my bread and butter was. So that's what I wanted to do. I really, I, I really loved those other sports. I really did, but I don't know. I just felt like the, the injury was too high. And I knew that my true love was really just baseball. So a running theme on this show is, all the baseball guests seem to think that they can play basketball. They always say they're really good. They got a jumper. Is that you also? Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, actually, the last time I played basketball, uh, I messed up my ankle really bad. So I haven't, I honestly haven't played basketball in two years, I think. Honestly, it's so, I mean, uh, of course my jumper's still there. It doesn't, it's not something that just leaves you, but Yeah. Daniel, if they wouldn't get in trouble, how epic would it be? I mean, we've literally had like 30 baseball guys say they could all hoop. If we just had like, you know, like at the rec center, we had pickup games and, you know, just let them all put it to work and prove it, man. Let me let me tell you this. <laughs> Hunter, you, you're a nice guy and I, I, I love you already. But it okay. ain't, none of y'all baseball guys can play a lick of basketball. <laughs> that's that's, oh, that's <laughs> facts. That's facts. Uh, and I'll tell you why. We've had we we've had up. we've had national champion baseball players on this show, and I've told them they can't play for Jack. Because <laughs> here's the first thing they do, and you 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 did exactly that. You talk about that one time where you did this. That At one least, time. That one time where you rolled your ankle and now you haven't played in two years, but you want us to believe that you still you still wet from the outside. <laughs> oh no, I, I definitely still got it. I, I got it. 
I, I definitely did. Uh, we're yeah. just teasing with you because yeah. it, it all started back when we had the Tennessee guys on. They were they were all roommates, and they were arguing over who could play basketball best, and then it got exposed that they actually weren't very good. And so they were basically <laughs> arguing over who was the best of the of a bad crop of guys. And then uh, last week we had the same thing come up. So it's just always fun to mess around with. But let's get into uh, your time at Tupelo. Let's talk about baseball. You know, uh, did you start out the gate as a freshman or were you one of those guys who had to sit and wait to begin with? I, I did. I started out uh, – uh, I actually started out as like the – I don't know. I wouldn't say necessarily ace, but I pitched on, I threw on Tuesdays and uh, I started at first base, uh, was in the lineup every game. So uh, I really, I worked my way in there freshman year, really. So I, I played ever since unless I was injured or something like that. So being that you got that kind of time early in your high school career, were you nervous or, you know, did it help build your confidence? How'd that, how'd that work out? Uh, I was nervous at the beginning. Uh, definitely first time playing for like a city type thing, like your, your school, your thing like that. Um, but it definitely, it definitely helped my confidence. It, uh, proved to me that I knew I could play with anybody, seniors, juniors, whatever. So, um, that was definitely good for my confidence. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm looking at it here. Um, over the course of your career, you were 17-4 and four in 30 appearances, 217 strikeouts with 49 walks, an ERA of 1.02. Um, so, obviously, uh, an amazing career. You know, at what point in your high school career did you realize that you had something special? Because I know it was before senior year. Like, usually guys will say somewhere along the line there's – whether it's a game, a moment, a year, whatever it is, they just really know that they actually have something. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say necessarily a certain time. Really, from from early in the in the high school career, maybe even freshman year playoffs, pitching against some of the big dogs, I felt like, you know, man, I'm young and I'm out here competing with them, dominating some games, and I feel like. I can definitely improve every year and be at the very top of the uh, high school realm of things. So if you were doing good that well, I got to know, like, when did college recruiters already start, you know, banging down that door, start start contacting you? So I actually I, I committed before uh, freshman year. So I was like November of freshman year I committed. So Ole Miss was really the only – school that I had that offered me, but I, I was, it was my dream school. And so it was a no brainer. Daniel. So you remember the last guy who said he got recruited in eighth grade? I feel like they all got recruited in eighth grade, but great. No, it was Nikhazy. Yeah. Old Miss, Old Miss go, goes and gets them before they even get to high school and waste <laughs> no time. Well, I, yeah. I was, I was going to say, I felt like, um, Hayden or Brady were talking about like getting like offers like at a ridiculously young age, but like the the whole the whole being offered in verbal commits, like all that stuff is so baffling to me because I feel like if you're left-handed and you're tall and you're six years old, like SBC <laughs> school is gonna give you a, a give me a verbal commit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It is. All right, so, you know, we're going to get into your full senior season. Obviously, a lot to dive in there. But, you know, give me prior to that, you know, because obviously with that 17-4 and four record, a lot of that came before um, the senior season. Um, whether it was pitching, whether it was hitting, um, give me, like, uh, your favorite moment just prior to senior year and give me the, the best team moment, if you can remember. Um, my favorite moment. My favorite moment would have to be probably freshman year. We were playing the Soto Central playoffs round two or three. I can't remember. Game three, um, we were down one, and I hit a go-ahead or tying or go-ahead double 
but we, we actually ended up losing that game in the seventh. It was in the, I hit it in the top of the seventh. They came out, walked it off in the bottom of the seventh. So maybe that would be personal memory. And then best team memory before senior season, is that what you said? Yeah. Um, it, would, it would probably have to be going down to – Started, starting to grow that hair out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, starting to grow the hair out. Uh, I would say it had to be – we took a little trip down to Jackson and played uh, Hartfield Academy and Jackson Prep. Uh, I think it was – it was last year, actually. It was the last two games of the year, I think. No, that was the coast, but it was sometime last year, I'm pretty sure. We went down there. We had uh, – Little, we stayed the night, had a little doubleheader thing, uh, won both the games, beat a really good Jackson Prep team. So I would say that would have to be uh, top notch up there with uh, high school memories. Um, we never, I, I never won a state championship, which would have been really nice. I felt like we had a really good chance this year, but um, well, yeah, so we're gonna, we're going to get into that uh, before before though. I gotta I gotta ask you on the freshman year. Uh, against DC because we've had a lot of guys on here. Do you happen to remember who was pitching? Oh, I don't. I want to say no. I don't know. I can't remember. I really can't. You know who hit that walk off, don't you, Daniel? No. His name's Dylan Hale. All right, a little Dylan. Because that was actually, ironically, full circle. That was his favorite high school moment. He brought that really? up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, awesome. That was a crazy game. That was that was awesome. So, um, you know, getting into the senior year, man, um, you know, you talked about, obviously, team aspirations or win a state championship. Um, you know, 10-1 and one record, 0. 0.52 ERA, 126 strikeouts to only 18 walks. I mean, to say those are impressive is an understatement. But I got to start with the matchup that I was at. Um, you know, and what I like about the Tiger family is the respect factor. Coming into that game, there was so much hype on Brady. And I had a conversation with him and his dad, and they said, Hunter Elliott on the other side is just as good. And, man, did y'all prove that to be true. That – I had I had um, Daniel's high school teammate who who played high school and college ball, who was with me um, his first time out over to Lewisburg and watch a game a high school Mississippi baseball game because uh, he just moved this way, and he couldn't believe what he came and saw. He said, "I've never seen a high school baseball game like that." So I got to ask you, you know, you and Brady dueling like that. I mean, how much fun was it? Was was it any kind of nerves, or were y'all like just absolutely jacked with emotions? Yeah, definitely. Even coming into the game, it was just a super hyped game for the whole division for for a lot of things. Uh, we were both uh, they had just won their series against DeSoto Central. And really, we knew our series was going to be the division winner. So it was game one. It was it was hyped into it. So definitely nerves going in. But uh, once you settled in, man, I was just out there competing and I actually, I don't know how I forgot about that, but that probably was my favorite high school memory. Uh, yeah, well, I asked you before senior year. I figured that would probably be it. I, I mean, was, yeah, I was wondering. If I didn't say that. I was like, well, that, that's kind of weird now that I think about it. Well, let um, me ask you: Can you see from the mound? Are you laser focused in on on the batter and the catcher, or can you see those eight scouts that were standing there with radar guns back there? Yeah, yeah, you really can't see them. Uh, it, would that I have mean, made I, you a little more nervous? Maybe, but I don't know. I, I, you just if uh, if you looking back there, man, you're gonna get shelled. I feel like <laughs> on what you're what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, it it probably would have made me a little more nervous. Definitely. I mean, those guys got a show between the two of y'all. I mean, I, I remember it. I was re I was recording a lot of it. Uh, I remember your work. It was it was seven innings, fifteen Ks. You only gave up one hit. Um, you know, Brady had eight innings, 14 Ks, you know, he had a couple walks and a hit batter. Um, I mean, it was just, it was just so much fun. Um, I feel like, you know, making an observation, even though Brady's my boy, I felt like you had a lot more command and control. Um, you could tell that based upon the, the pitch count numbers, you were really, you were really painting the corners, dude. I feel like 
I feel like you knew what you wanted to throw and you were and you were executing it perfectly. Would you feel the same way? I would. Yeah. Uh, you, you have you have a few of those nights where you have all your pitches, all your locations, everything like that. And that was a good night to have that for sure. So man, man Hunter, Jim was texting me the stat lines each inning and texting me velocities because they were sitting, you know, behind the scouts with the guns. And I commented to him, I said, man, those are take this in because you're watching pro prospects on the mound. <laughs> so like, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, man. And so I got to ask, since Brady's your boy, you know, you, you know, neither of y'all ended up getting the win on that. It obviously, because it went to extra innings, <laughs> it went to different pitchers. Uh, you know, who was the better pitcher? I don't know. Uh he he definitely didn't make me look good at the plate. I didn't I didn't feel comfortable one bit. So from my end, uh, he dominated me. So I I I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know if there was a better pitcher that night. We were both so uh, just so good and so consistent, and we're putting the ball really where we wanted to. I feel like so. I don't know if there really was a better pitcher. Yeah, no, I like that answer. I thought you might pick, but, you know, wasn't quite sure. If I had to pick, if there was a gun to my head, even though Brady is my guy, my son's attending his camp this weekend, that's his favorite player. <laughs> but if I had a gun, gun to my head, I would have said you, just because you had more command, um, you know, location that night. But like you said, you, yeah, you can't go wrong either way. So, um, you know, we talk about, you know, you're talking about D.C. your freshman year, but coming into that senior year, um, you know, D.C. was try is trying to rebuild. I was hearing a lot of chatter that, you know, and it, D.C. was more worried about Lewisburg than they were Tupelo. And so it was it was funny. I had having a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, Micah from D.C., and he goes, you know, we're going to handle business against Tupelo. And I said – is, and this is after I've seen you. I said, is Hunter Elliott still playing? And he said, yeah. I said, oh, well, now nah, give me Tupelo. And he was like, you going to go against D.C. like that? And I said, <laughs> yeah. And so with that, I mean, you had multiple meetings with D.C. this year. Um, does, right. it, does it make you nervous, especially, I mean, now that I know the freshman story, I didn't know that coming into this. Does it make you nervous at all playing against D.C. because they're, you know, they got this reputation for winning championships or are they just another team to you? Uh, they're, they're definitely not just another team. I feel like it, 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 it's not extra nervousness. I don't, I don't have a ton of nerves, even like that, that Lewisburg game, like I was saying, like, yeah, there's definitely nerves before a little bit, but I mean, once the first pitch, once you settle in a little bit, uh, all the nerves go away and you're just competing. But, um, I mean, freshman year, yeah, they, they, they actually, they roughed me up a little bit. I pitched game one and I think they, they roughed me up a little bit, got pulled in like the fourth or something like that. So I feel like ever since I've, I've had a little revenge against them, wanting to get revenge kind of. So I actually think this year may have been the first year I've thrown against them since freshman year because they haven't been our division. They haven't been. We just haven't met them in the playoffs or anything like that. So it, it, it felt nice to get the revenge against them. Yeah, you beat, including playoffs, you beat them twice, didn't you? Yes, sir, I did. All right. So before we get into the playoffs, though, you know, Daniel mentioned it earlier. You're not just a pitcher. You're a position player. You know, I pulled up your batting stats, you know, like when you talk about what you do on the mound and then you bring up these batting stats, you know, 404 average, 50 RBIs, four home runs, 25 runs. Like it seems like you hit pretty good to me. Like, are, are you sure you're not going to miss it when you get to Ole Miss? I'm definitely I'm definitely going to miss it actually uh they're gonna they're letting me hit in the fall and just i guess kind of like doug and them did we're just gonna me and riley maddox are hitting in the fall and doing that but i'm gonna miss it obviously but i don't know yeah hitting's freaking hard it's really hard so i don't okay. I, I don't think i'm gonna miss the anger that it brought me honestly yeah, I'm glad you brought up Riley Maddox. Um, you know, I've been telling people because, you know, it's it's a blessing to get to watch 
the the Mississippi baseball teams around here. And I watched uh, – I actually called it the doubleheader of Jackson Prep against Lewisburg in, mm-hmm. in D.C. And I got to see Riley Maddox and then um, uh, was it Mason Nichols. And, you know, they're both Ole Miss commits. And then obviously seeing Braden Sanders, who's the Ole Miss commit. And so I'm telling these Ole Miss fans, I'm like, y'all have got a lot of pitching talent come in. I've seen it firsthand. And and so to know that all you guys are coming in. But it's funny you brought up, you know, like Doug and them. You know, Taylor Broadway was the guest on this show. And uh, he absolutely killed it in junior college bat. He, he was so upset that he didn't get to – he didn't get to bat. So <laughs> That's um, funny. Coach B going to take the bat out of you guys' hands, no matter – you're hitting 404. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I, I don't blame him, though. I, I'm really – I'm honestly not too mad at him either. Uh, it's just – I don't know. the How mad batting would make you is just – I don't even – I don't even have words for it. It's, it's not worth it, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Da- Daniel actually told me when we discussed prepping for this episode, you probably are glad to be just focusing on pitching. It's hard to be able to do both. And then, like you said, it's hard – in general, it's going to be real hard in the SEC. But before yeah. we get into the Ole Miss talk, let's talk about those playoffs this year. You know, you made a run. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about beating D.C., but let's talk about Madison Central because I want to know – I wasn't there for that, and I didn't get to see – Madison Central is the one team I can say I didn't see all year. And then, you know, I think they finished second in the national rankings when it was all said and done for the whole country. Um mm-hmm. You know, just how good were they? They were they were really good. Uh, top to bottom, they could they could swing it. Uh, they were really sound defensively on the bases, and they could pitch it. So, uh, I mean, they were a really solid club. Definitely beatable, obviously, by the scores of our games, but couldn't get any offense in the first game, and I gave up a, a couple solo bombs that hanging breaking ball and a and a, a fastball right down the middle. So, um, but yeah, man, they were they were really good. So you're saying if y'all could run it back, there's a good chance y'all could take it. Do what? So you're saying if y'all ran it back, there might be a good chance y'all could take it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a chance. I like it. Well, unfortunately, you don't get to run it back, but you know, it no. was still it was still a good run, man. I don't, you know, there were so many good teams just to to be there. I know people don't, you know, applaud second place, but I do because I saw the amount of talent y'all had to get through to get there. And then with Madison Central having that kind of ranking, just not even statewide, but nationally, um, I mean, that's who beat you. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. But uh, you talked about being recruited early. um, So – Daniel talks about that being a verbal commitment. Was there at any point any thought – it was ever going to be anywhere else or before you signed or was it just, it was always Ole Miss no matter what? Uh, no, the, honestly, there really, there wasn't any, any even thoughts about anywhere else. Once they offered me, uh, thought it over just for a little bit with my family. And I think like the next day I committed, I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine really playing anywhere else. I couldn't dream of playing anywhere else. Uh, Grew up going to the Grove and um, all the football games and stuff. So uh, I, I just I knew from the beginning that's where I wanted to go. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You're from there, and I think there's something about a team that comes to you first. Um, I don't know. It, it would be meaningful to me. Oh yeah, yeah. So, are you on campus now? Or are you already there? We went there this uh, summer from July 1st to July 29th or something, and then we're back home for a couple of weeks, and we go back the 18th, I think. All right. So, couple-week break. You, I mean, I bet you're excited, though, right? You ready You ready to get there? Oh, yeah. The, the summer made you even more excited. Just we, we did the workouts and through and stuff like that, so it, it, gets, it gets you really excited to get back. Yeah, how were the summer workouts? I know uh, I've been talking to some of the guys. Did y'all really get after it, or was it just kind of, you know, a little bit here and there? Uh, we got after it pretty good, actually. We, we we would work out Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and did conditioning on Wednesdays and, uh, like, a little competition on every Friday pretty much. And Fridays we, we all got after it, and it was a lot of fun. 
Did you hold your own? Uh, I would say so. I don't. I don't know if everybody would say so, but I think I did. What What kind of competition are they Are they doing? Uh, we would do like sled pushes in like teams of four, and we did some assault bikes, which. Man, I don't, I don't even know about those things. We would do spikes and we would do a number of calories that our four person team had to hit. And it was like 200 each time. And we would do it in four and a half minutes or five minutes. And you would just die after. So who was on your team for the sled pushes? You remember by chance? I got to know now because you're a big guy. If you got the right team, there's no reason why you should lose that. No, we we lost the sled pushers. We won the we won the first assault bike thing. Lost, I think no, we came in second on the sled pushers by like five yards or something. Um, it was me, John Kramer, Luke Ellis, maybe, and Brandon Johnson. Gotcha. I was hoping he'd say he had Leatherwood or Ben Van Cleve so I could mess with either of them for finishing in second. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. I got uh, a question, man. It's It's got to be a lot of pressure. You know, you, you've mentioned Doug, and I've mentioned Taylor Broadway, but you're coming behind guys like Gunnar Hogland, Doug Nikhazy, Taylor Broadway, guys who just got drafted. And, you know, there's going to be expectations for guys to step up and fill those roles. You know, are you are you nervous about coming behind guys like that, or does it make you excited to get that opportunity? I wouldn't say it's nervous, really. I would say definitely exciting. Um, exciting that you know uh, the tradition that the pitchers have there and how good they are. And it makes you – I feel like it makes you drive to work to get better and to live up to them and try and be better than them and just uh, more competitiveness than really nervousness, I would say. Well, for those out there listening that haven't read the article yet, I actually read it yesterday. You know, they're calling you a unicorn and they're comparing you to the next Nikhazy. So no pressure, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Nikhazy was a different animal. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's funny that they compare y'all. I guess it's just because of, of being dominant and being left-handed because when we talk about size, Nikhazy ain't got the size. So y'all are definitely com two completely different statues right there <laughs> he, right. he had stuff though for sure i would say his stuff was insane off the charts oh doug that for a non-old miss fan i love doug day i love watching doug go on the mound he, <laughs> he's a fiery competitor oh yeah i love it all right so real question what's the one thing you need to improve upon the most coming into your freshman season at Ole miss I would say my curveball still a little bit. It, it made significant strides from last year until this year, man. My curveball last summer, it was it was horrific, honestly. So it, it made it made big strides, but I feel I feel like I'm gonna need to spin it a little bit better in the SEC. So more consistency with my curveball and uh, just better feel with it. Uh, so I think I'll be able to be able to work on that in the off season and should, should be able to uh, do what I need with it. Yeah. It's good knowing what you need to work on and be able to prove upon, you know, anybody who says their game is flawless or they don't have something to work on they're lying. So I'm yeah. glad you know what it is. And man, I look forward to, to seeing the improvement. So, you know, one more thing I want to talk about, and then I'm gonna let Daniel play a game with you. You know, we talk about Ole Miss and, and this, this is a team that with what they got coming back, the expectation is going to be Omaha. Um, what, you know, how cool is it to be able to play with so many veterans that are going to be coming back for that team? I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, it's it's going to be awesome to hear their stories of things. And we, we've already started to hear some of them just in the locker room and stuff and just – their experience and their knowing of all the, the ballparks, the atmospheres, the things like that. It's, I, I feel like it's definitely going to be a, uh, a big help to helping all the freshmen and all the new guys uh, get comfortable and everything. Is there any one particular player that you're most excited about playing with, like just from somebody you've watched on TV? 
or in person for that matter? Uh, I would probably say Kevin Graham, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I just. I love it. Hey, no, because Kevin Graham is an amazing player and you didn't go with the, you didn't go with like the, the Elko answer. Like, you know, so Kevin Graham's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He he was there this summer and he, he was really cool. And so, um, and the, the lefty bombs at Swayze, I'm excited to see the, the right field showers. Yeah. Make sure to stay on top of my boy, Hayden Leatherwood, make sure he's keeping them showers going out there. Okay. I'll try. And the next time you see Ben Van Cleve, tell him that him and I in off the bench, he owes me an apology. Mm-hmm. He'll know he'll he'll know what I'm talking about. You might as well tell him because he's a pitcher. All right. So we had we had Ben Benny Boy on and he was bad mouthing pitchers. He was telling us that he was they were idiots, they weren't smart. And then he went off to say that. He was going to hit 10 plus home runs this season. <laughs> and I, and I told him, I said, well, when you hit less than 10, you're going to come back on this podcast and apologize to every pitcher out there. And he said, no problem. So I'm huh. waiting, Ben, you are on notice. <laughs> Tick tock, buddy. How, how many did he hit this year? Oh, that was the wrong question to ask. I want, you to, I want you to go ask him that. See, see what <laughs> Don't ask him. Look, it's a it's a goose egg, bro. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, he's gonna get it together. He's gonna get it together. That's our yeah. that's still our boy. I was gonna start trolling him and and hashtagging the number nine, <laughs> uh, but he 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 was he was struggling, man, and he just I didn't want to add fuel to the fire. Yeah, definitely. I've seen, I've seen how that will immediately turn around and backfire in, in my face. So, yeah, I just say um, it added good fuel to the fire for him, honestly. Yeah, like yeah. I wish it would have worked out for him like it did Leatherwood. So, I don't I don't know if you know the story, but you know, Leatherwood comes on here and then he hits a home run in his next four games after he came on, and we call it the in off the bench effect, but it didn't happen for, <laughs> for BBC. I tell you what, there's there's no better guy personally than Ben Van Cleve, man. I think it. If you need somebody to talk you off the ledge or somebody to to calm you down or, or get your mindset right, I think that's the guy you probably need to look for in that dugout, man, because he, he's very poised and he doesn't get frustrated too much. And he's very methodical in, in how he approaches everything, but he's an overall good guy, man. So, like, if I could – even Hayden's a great guy. Like, anybody that – that you need to buddy up with those are two dudes that i think man yeah they got, they definitely. Got. definitely so with that man look how look how quick that was we, we've come and gone man we were ready to play some play some games and have some fun you down to play All a little right. game let's do it i'm ready all right so the game is this or that and it's very very simple i give you okay. two options only rules are you can't say both and you can't say neither. You just pick one. Very okay. Quick. Rattle right. it off. As soon as you have an answer, boom, give it to me. All right, here we go. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not holding anything back. I'm jumping right into this. If you Let's had start. to, if you had to give up one thing, your hair or your phone, which one are you giving up? Phone. <laughs> <laughs> that man loves his hair. Man, yeah, you, that is that's his trademark, man. That's his thing. Yeah, the the, the hair's part of the the hair's part of the baseball game, so you, you can't give it that up until until I'm done with baseball. Absolutely. So, would you rather be the star player on a losing team or a bench guy on a championship team? A bench guy on a championship team. I can feel that. Everybody likes to win. Yeah, you want to win. No, nobody cares if you're a star player on a team that sucks. That's right, baby. That is right. All right. Would you rather never wait in line again, or never hit a red light ever again? Never hit a red light. Oh, okay. I have to ask this because everybody that answers that answers this question that way, I feel like 
they have a tough time being on time. Are are you late? Are you a I'm late, not late guy? But I'm not late, but I mean, it, it would save some gas. It would, you, you you would be able to leave later. Definitely a little extra sleep. Um, that that would just be incredible. I like I the think. way he thinks. I like the way he thinks. Hey, that's not a wrong answer. I'll say that. Would you rather lose a hand or lose a foot? Oof. I would say a foot because because you can get those little prosthetic feet, but you, you can't really get hands that you, you can work with, really. You, you ever heard of it? Have you ever seen uh, any pitcher in the major leagues with one foot? I have not. I've never seen one with one hand either, though. Oh, but there is. There is, huh? You got homework tonight, Hunter. Homework, okay. You're going to Google, Hold Jim. Up. You're going to Google Jim Abbott. Jim you're going to watch this guy. Yep. And you, he's going to blow your mind. So trust me on this. When we're done okay. here, Google Jim Abbott and then go. Then on social media later, I want you to, to tag us and say you guys were right. <laughs> All right. I wonder, I wonder if anybody's ever tried to play with one foot. I don't know. That's a good question. Let's yeah. just hope you don't lose either. All right. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's, that... that's the plan. That's the plan, definitely. All right. So, would you rather be in a coma for ten years or go to jail for five years? I would say jail for five. You lose less of your life. Man, you know how rough that five years would be. <laughs> hey, that's the right answer. And his cellmate's gonna be Taylor Broadway because he said he's gonna be throwing. And I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell Hunter exactly what I told him is that you think you're tough until you get there. Nah, and you're not. I don't know about all yeah. that. Go ahead and give me that 10-year nap. I'll take you, that all You day. just got to gotta get become friends with the right people in jail. See? But how do you become friends with the right people? We'll just yeah, leave not, it at that. He's got to beat people up. That's what, he's going to be, hey, he's going to be the muscle, bro. He's got it all figured out. Yeah. You just got to beat I, up, guys. Let, let's do this. Let's not lose any appendages or limbs, no. and let's no. stay out of jail. I think that's that, that's the move. Yeah, that is that is definitely the move. All right, last question. This is a question we ask everybody: Would you rather have money, or would you rather have friends? Would you rather have? Say again, I didn't hear you. Would you rather have money, or would you rather have friends? Friends. Yeah, money or friends. Friends, definitely. Who wants to live a lonely life with with money? What are you gonna do? So let's put it buy buy more friends. Look, let's put it in a scenario like this: If you had the chance to be the number one pick in the MLB draft, but you had to cut loose all your friends, what you doing? Oh, that's a that's rough. That wasn't the question. I know. I, I flipped it on you. I mean, but it's, MLB is MLB is definitely a lifetime lifelong dream. So that that would be. Ooh, that'd be hard to pass down. All right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the right answer on that because it got given to us by a football player a couple weeks ago. He said, "I'll be the number two pick in the draft and keep my friends." Yeah, yeah, I would take that. I would definitely take. <laughs> do, do you know what the the difference in, in signing was from the number one to the number two pick in this year's draft? Why not, Tom? Five hundred thousand. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, oh, you don't even know. You're gonna ask, but not know. No, I, 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 I don't know, but I can imagine that for me. I'm sure the slot it's, back. It's too much to pick my friends. <laughs> no. He's lying. He's lying. I am. Yeah. I, I'm a friend guy all the way through and through. Um, <laughs> but, but money, money, money's very enticing. So. Yeah, money is enticing. Yeah, you, you gotta stay true to your friends, though. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's the right move, man. You, you get good karma, you get good people around you, you're unstoppable. So Yeah. All, right. All right, Hunter, man. Anything you want to plug or promote? Nothing. I'm all, I'm all good. All good, man. Well, I dude. appreciate you having me on. I, I really enjoyed talking with y'all, and uh, I would definitely do it again. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have you back on. Who knows? We might even we, we might even let you come on when when we bring 
Benny Benny Van Cleve back on because he he's gonna need some some support for what There's, I got for him. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can I can give support to someone that was talking crap about pitchers and then hitting no bombs. Oh, you know, that's very very. You know what? You're you're invited. I I I might need some extra support. <laughs> right, I right. might. You know what I might do? I might secretly invite every pitcher that we've ever had on this show to be a part of that segment. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, man, once you talk to the guy who handles the Zoom call, hey, talk to the guy who handles the Zoom call. I can't put that many people up in here. That's not true. That's This is content-driven, and that would be awesome <laughs> content, and he would do it. Trust me. <laughs> All right. All right, Hunter, man, it's great, man. We we wish you all the best. Hopefully, you're coming back. Talk to us about an SEC championship, national championship, amazing freshman season. Definitely. Uh, well, if you need anything along the way, man, reach out to us, all right? I will. I appreciate y'all. I enjoyed it. I, I really did. You got it, man. That's Hunter Elliott. Y'all follow him on Instagram at ElliottHunter1010. If you like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, your comments, ratings, and feedback is always welcome. We're going to see everyone next week for episode 25, where we're going to bring on Arkansas shortstop Jalen Battles to join us. This has been the End Off the Bench Podcast. As always, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out. All right, boys, so you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety, and you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary, pain relief without narcotics, sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7, Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around.